This is Health Matters with Sipla. Health is not simply the absence of disease, but a state of higher awareness that opens us up to greater well-being, creativity, and of course, joy. These are the words of Dr. Suresh Vassan, a medical practitioner who's been in private practice for over 25 years, and who's also the, the director and founder of the Prana Center for Wellbeing in Cape Town, plus, of course, a lecturer in human excellence, life coaching, yoga practice, and philosophy, of course, also, and integrated health for both children and adults. Doctor, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's incredible to chat health matters with you to discuss a different way for looking at how we deal with our bodies. Our bodies, as we all know, a complex network of systems and your journey from conventional. And I hope I'm saying this name right. I've had to check myself over and over night, uh, last night and the night before. Uh, am I saying it right? Ayurvedic method, uh, medicine? Ayurvedic? Absolutely. Ayurvedic medicine. Love it. Well, tell us about that big word that a lot of people are going to go Google like I did. What does it mean? It's well known throughout the world. Yes. Um, it's it's coming into vogue for the last uh, 20 years in South Africa. Yes. But it's the parent system of all healing systems. Okay. Even modern allopathic medical right. uh, principles have their roots in Ayurveda through the Greek system. Right. Okay. So it was Hippocrates who said, let food be your medicine and let medicine be your food. Wow. I eat a lot of food, so I must be very well medicated. <laughs> if, you, if you enjoy your food, food becomes healing. Oh, I love that. Is that yours? Is that your? I, I love that if you love food, food becomes healing. Absolutely. Love that. You cannot enjoy life without enjoying every aspect oh. of food. Now, I love this holistic approach. Um, as an, let's call it an integrative doctor integrating um, some of the things that, well, we just mentioned food, for example. Um, tell us about that holistic approach. I mean, a lot of a lot of medicine looks at, well, we've got this amazing complex uh, solution for a health problem that you have. Uh, yours is a different approach. It's inevitable that we have to integrate every aspect of our lives. Yes. Health is not just about our physical bodies and or our emotions or our psychology. Psychology, it's about societal well-being, community well-being. Mm. It's about uh, national well-being. Mm. So our relationship with our government of the day is very important in determining our state of health. Wow. And, of course, global well-being. Absolutely. And it's all about relationships. Yes. If we have a, a relationship with all those aspects of our lives and, and living, we can consider ourselves healthy if those relationships are evolutionary, mm. nature-supporting, life-supporting. And I love that about the, your approach is because often, and if you look at, at, at modern medicine, you can see the same patient uh, for the same whatever it is every so a couple of months. But then you've got to start asking, why is this patient? You know, the medicine we have can sure, sure it can solve the problem. But, you know, why are we seeing this patient every three months for the same thing? Surely there's a lifestyle that plays a massive role in why we're seeing these patients more and more and more. And so we've got to start breaking down what it is we do, where it is we stay, what it is we're putting into our bodies, etc. It becomes so much bigger than just a, a easy fix. A, here's a medicine to make the headache go away. Here's a pill to take to make that cough, suppress that cough. Um, and, and that's often what we don't do. We don't actually stop for a second and actually just, you know, take uh, kind of a, you know, a, a, a count of where we are. This is the very nature of Ayurveda yeah. or Ayurvedic medicine. It's completely inclusive. Yes. 
even inclusive of modern medicine. Yes. Modern medicine has its ben- its, its relevance mm. and its benefit to a certain extent. Okay. Ayurveda never says this is good or this is bad. Right. Uh, this is right or this is wrong. It is totally inclusive. It takes the best of all systems of healing that will benefit the individual who has a specific mind-body constitution. So we're all unique yes. in our mind-body constitutionality. Do we take enough time to stop and, and just breathe? I know that, uh, you know, when it comes to things like being mindful, yoga, breathe, uh, breathing, meditation, these are all key uh, ingredients to what makes us, you know, whole. For the simple reason that this human form and and human personality is not just the physical body, it's the mind-body. Mind-body are never separate, although we separate it to try and understand it. Every thought determines our cells and our biochemistry. To think is to practice brain chemistry. So thoughts and flesh are one. Therefore, the most powerful state of the mind is a still and quiet mind. Even a positive mind can be quite uh, jarring to the physical body, an exasperating mind. But a still mind is the most creative mind, is the most powerful mind, is the most evolutionary mind, and it's totally beneficial to the physical body and every organ system and Mm. every cell. But doctor, I can't keep quiet for a second. My mind races all the time. Doctor, I've got so much stress at work. I get home, the kids nag at me the whole evening. Doctor, I go to bed stressing about what my boss is going to do tomorrow. I wake up tomorrow morning if I get any sleep at all because I'm up all night. I mean, how many times, if you had a rand for every time you heard that, doctor, you'd be, you know... It's great when somebody can say that because awareness is there. You are aware that you are being challenged and stressed. That's yeah. a good place to start. Yes. And then, of course, you seek help. Wow. And it is as simple as that, as seeking help and, and kind of a stopping for a second at where you are and taking just recognizing where you are, what's happening in your life, why you've got these various stresses, and then finding ways to deal with it. And take time out of a day for your, uh, the day for yourself. That is so crucial. I mean, how often do we take 10 minutes and just spend it by ourselves in quiet meditation? We just don't have that anymore in our hectic, crazy lifestyles we have. The secret to that is we don't have to try too hard. Mm-hmm. All we need to do is pay attention to what you are doing right now, yeah. whether it's eating, sipping a cup of coffee, oh. um, sitting in your garden, standing yeah. in a queue. Be aware of what you are doing right now. Yes. And the way to do that is take some time and pay attention to your breath. Pay attention to your posture, how you're standing, how you're sitting. Be aware of self. Self Self-care is where it starts. Self-awareness is where it starts. Self-referral is where health starts. We're all too distracted, object-referral, and we're looking for answers outside of us. But remembering the ancient wisdom says that everything that we hear, touch, taste, smell, and see is a projection of you. So how do we change the outside? Look at the projector inside of you, which is your mind, the quality of your thought processes, the quality of your your attitudes, your approach to things, how you react, how you reflect. That, if you pay attention to that, that's a good starting point to healing yourself and, of course, healing the, 
the environment that's outside of you. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to this, I want you to rewind that 30 seconds and listen to it again and again and again. I think we can take that last minute that you just spoke now and use it as almost a mantra in our days every single day to start with that. Your doc, your voice is so calming. I can sit here listening. The second you said posture, everyone in the room that's around us kind of sat up straight. And I'm sure people listening to the podcast and listening to your voice going, be mindful of your posture, sat up quickly where they were. And it kind of, a, because as soon as you speak it, then you become aware of it. You know, yes. you become aware of these are the things that we're lacking and we're missing. You know? our lives um, and add that um, to that rather some of the most incredible natural um, things that are around us that we, we we often hear about how good honey is how good turmeric is these are things you can go and buy from any supermarket this is also a part of of, of, of these makeup elements that we we can use in our daily lives to aid the systems that we have in place mm, no absolutely the secret or the the heart of of uh of taste therapy, yes. which is one aspect of Ayurvedic uh, sort of uh, healing, is uh, to make sure that your entire meal has all six tastes of nature. And these herbs and spices um, provide those all six tastes and including food. Wow. So most of our foods which we prepare are quite balanced because we yes. enjoy it. Yes. And we enjoy it simply because most of the Six tastes are present. Sweet, sour, salty, pungent, bitter, and astringent tastes. Wow. So these herbs and spices, whether it's turmeric, whether it's cinnamon, whether it's ginger, garlic, whether it's cumin, coriander, oregano, sage, thyme, they provide the different tastes that the body requires. So Ayurveda goes quite deep beyond the um, realm of protein, carbohydrate, fats, it goes to the essence of food, which is taste, also known as rasa. Wow. So taste is crucial. When we are hungry, when we have an appetite, the body is asking you for a particular taste. Yes. And if you pay attention, it will tell you whether you want a sweet taste, a sour taste, a pungent taste, an astringent taste, or something bitter. Your body is self-regulating self-homeostasis, uh, uh, and it will send the messages to you at the right time of the day, at the right time of the year, at the right time of seasons, yeah. to tell you exactly how you need to conduct yourself. I think that is fantastic. I want to actually tell that to, to my wife. She often complains at night when I go and fetch a slab of chocolate. I go, I must listen to my body. It's calling for something sweet right now. And then she goes, but not the whole thing. I'm like, yes, I'm, I'm sure it wants the whole thing. Um, <laughs> at least I can say there's research in why my body wants that. Uh, take, sweet. for instance, chocolate. It's yeah. got uh, four of the six tastes. Yeah. It's got sweet. It's got bitter. Yeah. It's got astringent. There's a bit of pungency uh, in certain of the, the chemicals. Mm. So chocolate is a well-known favorite of many people. Mm particularly in the cold winter months, Absolutely. it does yeah. balance the body. Of course, be mindful of how much. How much? And, <laughs> That's what I've got to get right. Absolutely. Um, we, we talk about these uh, Ayurvedic uh, products that we can get over the counter. If we can name a couple that we can start by adding to our diets on a daily basis. Uh, I mentioned turmeric honey. I mean, is, are there any others that we should look at? Should we look at getting organic? Is there anything specific we should be looking for in products that we're going to go purchase at the shop? Sure. So it starts where, where as I said uh, 
previously food mm. is medicine. Yes. Let medicine be your food. Mm. So choosing um, good quality foods is is, is um, essential. Yeah. We've spoken about the array of herbs and spices that we are all too familiar with. Yeah. Pay attention, including salt, black pepper, etc. Even sugar is a, a, a taste that is essential in certain dishes. And, and it's what we need. Um, yeah. The sweet, sour, salty taste is what uh, we're all f- too familiar with. Yes. And then we go beyond that to herbs, which are available easily um, in health shops and, and, and pharmacies. And there are certain herbs which are rejuvenative, uh, antioxidant in, in the functionality, anti-aging, calming, improved digestion, uh, improve the quality of sleep, provides energy, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Ultimately, it's about digestion. Yes, and I can name maybe a few herbs. Uh, the classic herb, the rejuvenative herb, herb is ashwagandha, ashwagandha, also known as Withania somnifera, and that's a very well-known Ayurvedic herb. It's available in in the shops, and everybody would do very well taking it as a daily food supplement. Another herb would be, uh, it's known as the, the, the feminine herb, but can be taken by uh, men and women, is Shatavari, which is also known as asparagus racemosus. Wow. So Shatavari and ashwagandha are very well-known herbs, can be taken in combination by most people. Yes. Uh, seek advice from your your health practitioner. Yes, but those are wonderful herbs, and yeah. if you if you really go onto the internet, it will give you all the benefits of those two herbs, and there are many other herbs as well. Now, doctor, talking about alternatives um, in terms of medicine, now I've got two very young girls. They fall, they play. Uh, I don't want a, a you know a medicine. I don't want one that I'll go and, and and I want something that's an alternative to a medicine that's in the in the marketplace. Using and again, I want to use uh, Ayurvedic medicine to treat, say, for example, a uh, an everyday thing. And with two little kids, you you always having to do things like. Uh, and this example is, for example, grazers, scrapes, etc. There, are there products in the marketplace that one can buy over the counter? Sure, they're coming into vogue and, and simpler pharmaceuticals have, have adopted a few products and one that stands out is BC56, okay. which is a, a, a good formulation for wound healing. Yes. But uh, rejuvenating a, a broken skin, a damaged skin, and there are two very important ingredients in, in this um, formulation of BC56. The one is the, the glorious, well-known neem, which I'm sure most people know. It's anti-inflammatory. Um, it is um, detoxifying to the skin. It cools down the skin. It reduces swelling, inflammation, heat. Uh, it's a well-known herb that's used on facial products, um, uh, that are ayurvedically sort of formulated. So neem is, 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 a, is, is a well-known skin healing, skin normalizing, optimizing herb. The other ingredient in BC56 is my favorite, licorice root, Ooh. also known as yashtimadu or um, glyceritia cabra. And it's probably the one herb that's in, Almost every formulation in Ayurveda. 
uh, whether it's t- uh, taken systemically, orally, or topically. And again, it has a, a moisturizing effect on skin, a protective uh, effect on skin. It is uh, astringent, it's uh, anti-inflammatory as well, increases the pH from acidity to alkalinity. Okay. So that uh, that's the great effect of licorice root. Right. So those two ingredients are key. Are key in yeah. this particular formulation. Yes. Known as BC fifty six. And again, you can buy this over the counter. There's no script needed for this. Absolutely, it's an over the counter formulation. Wow. Yeah. And I would also just uh, you know advise people go and see a professional. Don't take advice from the people that you go to gym with in the morning because there's so many fashion fads, and I'm going to call them fashion fads because they are. You know, every year there's a new herb that pops up. It's like a like a, you know almost like a boy band. Uh, there's a new herb that's doing its rounds. There's a new magical berry that's so good for you. If you keep having goji, bohoji, hoji berries, you're going to also be, you know, before you know it, you, you, you're going to be the, the leanest, fittest person in the world. Every year there's some kind of a new uh, a product that we've got that we're like, you know, celebrating. And, and, and you know, you must, again, see this quite a bit where people go, but doctor, I've been using X, Y, and Z because I've been told it's great. And, you, and then you turn around and go, well, listen, who told you it's great? You know? <laughs> it all ultimately comes to the to our digestibility and assimilation and uh, absorption yeah. of the herb. Yes. And I always say in my lectures that health is in the gut of the beholder. Wow. And it's about how you digest and assimilate the particular herb, uh, the time of the day, the time of the season, uh, and according to your mind-body constitution, that will determine whether the herb has optimal effect on you. But take a good quality herb, preferably organic, um, sourced well, but most companies are doing that anyway Yes. Um, uh, currently. But uh, it's, uh, it's ultimately about how you, you handle the herb mm. and with what vehicle you take it. Some herbs are, are, are taken with honey. Yes which is a good vehicle for certain herbs. Some herbs are excellent with warm milk. Some herbs are taken on an empty stomach. Got you. More so than on a full stomach. Uh, So it depends uh, on the herb itself. I really appreciate our time together. And uh, and it is a, a perspective that I think many people need to stop for a second and just kind of realize that are you looking at the big picture in terms of your overall health and well, uh, well-being? Uh, are you just focusing on that reoccurring pain that that keeps happening, the, the colds and flus we keep getting seasonally and we blame them down to, oh, this happens to me, doctor, every year I get colds and flu, doctor, every this and that. And they've, everyone's got their own reason for why they get it. Have you stopped for a second to have a look at the bigger picture this is a question we'll leave you with today uh, doctor thank you so much for your time today thank you thanks. now if you've enjoyed listening to health matters in partnership with Sipla, thanks so much uh, for listening on apple podcasts please remember to rate and review the show and we'll be back next week with a brand new episode you've just enjoyed health matters with Sipla. 